that bass rock real quick. You know what I mean? Yeah. To the old shit today before we get into the, the dirt we got a lot of dirt to get into man a lot of dirty work going on you dig a whole lot of dirty work going on spark up this blit on <coughs> oh shit Oh. oh shit. Hey. Gotta do an audible. Gotta do an audible real quick. I wanna jam out. Before we get shit started. Music. This is that Badman music. 
playing too much um it's kind of been going down the impressions but i've been paying attention we had about 9k i think 9500 with uh spotify impressions you dig so that's all good man that's all good the numbers go up the people are listening y'all checked out like overnight i think i got like close to like 12 like in like the first hour of the Eddie Griffin episode that we went on <clears throat> the last episode, I think not the last episode because I uploaded what I did last night this morning. So the episode before that. But anyway, disclaimer, this is a disclaimer. The Crimson Capsule Chapel is a podcast about awareness and self-development. Do not listen if you are weak minded and easily offended. This podcast is from a red pill perspective. We go hard on 304 so you can understand their nature. Again, listen at your own discretion. Thank you and enjoy. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Shut up, bitch! You already know what it is, man. <coughs> Still trying to get over this cold. I'm smoking a lot of weed, though, which is helping, believe it or not. Jersey, Judah, and I'm back. 
this time it's Sunday afternoon. It is raining. Um, still 59 degrees. So I got to be real with you. Weather wise, it's not bad. I'll take the weather for what it is. <clears throat> I think because of this. All right. So at my job. Maybe you people that work jobs like me have the same experience. So you leave the house, you know, it's cold, right? So you put on a jacket. In fact, you bundle up, you bundle up. You like, man, fuck this. I ain't catching no cold. I ain't catching shit. Only thing I'm catching is a check, right? Only to go to your job and they got the heat all the way up. They got the heat on Hades. You walking in and you're automatically sweating. You're like, God damn. So you you start taking the articles of clothing you have on. You you may have a hoodie over top of a t-shirt, over top of a white beater, and then a jacket over top of everything. So now you're like, damn, you like stripping. Bitches is ready to throw money at you. Like, what are you doing? Like, it's, it's hot as fuck in this building, right? So now you're working in a hot ass building where, where, the, where the heat is up all the way up. You got to go in and out of the building to take certain things out, throw certain things away, bring certain products in. If people are um, if people are dropping something off, UPS, FedEx or whatever is dropping something off. I'm going in and out with the hand truck. No wonder why I got I've gotten sick, but it is what it is, because you know why? Because I'm back with another episode another edition of the Crimson Capsule Chapel. We in this bitch. We in here. We in here. I had to to push two of the audio buttons. I mean, I had to to push two of the audience buttons because we're that lit right now. We're that lit. Um, But yeah, I've been uh, trying to get over this cold, which is easy for me because I don't I don't go outside unless I really have to. In this case, it's a uh, twelve nineteen. I'm still contemplating on if I'm going to do back to back episodes, or am I just going to stick to the normal format and then work on something later tonight? Haven't decided yet, but uh, I'll decide in a few moments. Uh, we got an AM uh, playlist. We got a PM playlist. The AM playlist is what we're going through now, even though it is technically close to twelve thirty. Um, yeah, we got, (laughs) we got things to talk about, man. Y'all heard about, uh, Charleston White. You heard about your boy, Charleston White, Charleston White, the agent of chaos. Like I said, met chaos not too long ago when he was jumped, ladies and gentlemen, the agent of chaos, the 52 year old agent of chaos, Charleston White was indeed jumped. We're going to get into the deets of that. That's the details. We're going to get into the deets of that very soon. Um, Can't say that I told you so, but I technically told y'all. This is the Tommy Sotomayor effect. Now, now let me let me let me break this shit down to y'all, like, because I I want y'all to really understand. If you're black, you know who Tommy Sotomayor is. If you're white, you probably even know who Tommy Sotomayor is. Tommy Sotomayor was a content creator. He still creates content, to my best knowledge, just not on YouTube. And um, 
Tommy Sotomayor isn't as hypocritical as Hassan Campbell, although Hassan Campbell is only hypocritical in one sense when it comes to him trying to help the kids one minute and then him going back to his street days and spinning the block on niggas. Tommy Sotomayor is very hard on black culture. I believe that black content creators should have the same way of doing things, not in the terms of joking around, but have the same um, tenacity and wanting to wake up your fellow people, whoever that is. I don't have a fellow people and black people. I just don't. There's black people that I'm cool with, black people that I ain't cool with. There's black people in my family that I'm cool with and black people in my family that I ain't cool with. You see what I mean? And even with the whole color thing, you know, my whole my whole family is pretty much a a box of fucking crayons, you know, different shades, um, different mixtures of races. Like I said, I got I got nieces and nephews part Dominican. I got a nephew's part uh, Italian. Um, you know, down south, most of the family down there is either half Native American or half Irish or maybe even both mixed with black. So there's a lot of, you know, I don't play the color game personally, but when it comes to spreading a message, you have your own way of doing it. Um, Tommy Sotomayor kind of kind of had the same effect where a lot of people will say, well, he goes hard on black women, but then he talks just as bad to black men who ain't doing shit. So there's a balance with Tommy. <clears throat> Charleston White has been trying to find that sort of trying to find that formula in which he can say some shocking shit sometimes without getting beat the fuck up, without being robbed, without being punched in the face, without being pistol whipped. We brought him up. He got pistol whipped before. Now he's getting beat the fuck up. <clears throat> that attitude that comes with what Charleston White is coming with it's not going to be a happy ending for him. He's going to have a lot of money. He's going to make a lot of money for sure. Um, he's already getting to the bag now. He's doing shows. He's rocking the mic as he should be doing. But you're going to make all that money only for that to go towards your funeral. And that's a fact. So we're going to talk about Charleston White today, man. We got three videos involving Charleston White. Then we got a bonus for y'all, a classic all right. So we got Charleston White attacked on stage, responds to jumping. Then we, and that's from Comedy Hype. Shout out to Comedy Hype. Then we got Charleston White says Diddy has to be evil to get to the level of fame and money. I got to figure out where that's from. <clears throat> then we got Charleston White speaks on getting jumped at his show. So we got. A couple of videos. We might skip through one because it might just be repeating the same thing. I just want to get <clears throat> three different perspectives on the event. All right. And then finally, the bonus, which just will end up being part two or segment two. We got Hassan Campbell versus Doggy Diamonds. Academics. Shout out to King Academics. He weighs in. He reacts to Hassan Campbell going off. So this is going to be a spectacular crash out worthy matter of fact is this a crash out coliseum edition we got charleston white getting jumped we got a classic crash out coliseum showdown 
between Doggy Diamonds, salute to Doggy Diamonds, and salute to Hassan Campbell. Yeah, this is Crash Out. Fuck it. This is it. This is it. This is it. On this Sunday, we got another episode, another edition, not just of the Crimson Capsule Chapel, but we got another edition of the Crash Out Coliseum. Crash out over this shit, nigga. You don't play with me like that, nigga. You heard? Hey. Hey. Anything for the moolah. Anything for the moolah. Anything for the moolah. Freak off. Giant freak offs. Giant freak offs. Giant freak offs. Giant freak offs. Damn. Anything for the moolah. I crash out over this shit, nigga. Anything for the moolah. Anything for the moolah. You work for Zaddy, right? You work for Zaddy, right? That's a nigga. Giant freak offs. <laughs> Stick it right in his butt. <laughs> Anything for the moolah. Anything for the moolah. Yeah. Yeah. Anything for the moolah. You can't make it to the real party because somewhere, if you if you're not homosexual, <laughs> they got they got kids in that process. <laughs> yes, nigga, crash out. Exclusive. Exclusive. You dig? I want to play this just for the hell of it. They want the creme de la creme, the Chad de la Chad. Hold up, hold up, Trump, where Trump? Ready? You have the cameras rolling? Yeah, bring the real alpha male in. All right, anyway. um, (laughs) Crash out Coliseum. I had to do it, man. It was impromptu. I usually plan this shit, but I'm saying to myself, wait, Charleston White gets beat up. Charleston White crashing out on Diddy. Charleston White continues to speak on getting beat up. Hassan Campbell blacking out on Doggy Diamonds? Yeah, it's a crash out. Definitely a crash out. This is definitely a crash out occasion. Um, This is a crash out occasion, and um, it's going to get very spicy. Let's start it off. I mean, we got a couple. The Charleston White clips, we can just go through them. Pause. Four minutes and 13 seconds, four minutes and 56 seconds, and then finally the 11 minute and 20 second, uh, 27 second clip. Let's get it. For Comedy Hive News, I'm John Apple. Breaking news coming out of Texas. Online comedic personality Charleston White has been severely attacked on stage. Another situation, and I want y'all to pay attention, and this is how crazy shit is. And I kind of put two and two, to, two and two together. So Arlington, Texas, Charleston White gets pistol whipped. In Arlington, which from what I remember was like 21, 25 minutes away from Fort Worth, I think, where he's born, where he grew up. Now, another situation where he gets jumped in Texas. This is his home state, by the way. That's like me podcasting. Everywhere I go, niggas want to beat me the fuck up. I'm shooting somebody. Nobody's going to continue approaching me and nothing's going on. Charleston White didn't have the pepper spray on him. He didn't have, 
Charleston White is good with the pepper spray. Ah, spray him real quick. Then he can pop off on him once you spray him because now he don't know where he's looking. You can, you know, Charleston White old, so he got to molly wob him. He got to put his all into it. You know, this nigga got arthritis. This nigga's old as hell, so the punch may not lay down like it used to. So he need the pepper spray. Oh, that's cheating. There ain't no cheating, nigga. This ain't a, this ain't an organized fight. It's a street fight. If I get in a street fight with somebody my age, I'm DDTing somebody. I'm suplexing. I'm going for the neck. I'm going for the concussions. I'm going for it all. All right? Niggas is too old to be trying to tag along with niggas. Nah, man. Pick them up, dunk them, and keep it moving. What the? The incident would take place Saturday night at a comedy show that White was booked to perform at. It is currently unclear if White's attackers have a connection to him, but from the looks of the exchange, it appears that White's words with the men in the audience would trigger a response. Mask out. Talk right. I already got the back here. Talk right. Talk right. I already got the back here. I don't So he he pulls out a stack of money, which, by the way, more hypocrisy of uh, the agent of chaos, Charleston White. Um. The rap shit, pointing out rappers and pointing out how rappers look and what rappers do. Meanwhile, carrying a stack of money, doing IG videos with guns, saying that you're a gang member killer. You are against all gangs. You are against King Von, Nipsey. This is what all the things he said. That's what all the things he said. Going into a situation, going into a venue... Everybody, everybody's going, okay, this, this makes sense. Um, this guy is pointing out the hypocrisies of the black community. That, that makes a lot of sense. Only to be hypocritical yourself, pull out a wad of cash on a, on stage in front of people. Like, yeah, I got all this money. Like, yo, that's coon shit. If the nigga wasn't going to get beat up, somebody was going to rob him because he's, he's like, He's he's walking around with a price tag on him. When you when you like this is what I this is the term I use with women, right? You walk around with a price tag on you, meaning you wear money. So you already showing money, you already showing women what you are worth, which is money. Okay. A woman ain't gonna say that you're worth the money, they're just gonna say that they're only gonna speak about what you have instead of who you are. The same principle in this situation. He's pulling out the money that apparently he got paid for at the venue. Stupid. Like, he, he, this nigga got no management. Like, ain't, ain't nobody, like, telling him, like, yo, relax, brother. Like, you're, you made it already. You don't got to stunt on niggas. But not Charleston White. And this is why in his home state, he's getting washed. This this to me is the problem with black with black culture. <clears throat> this is the problem with black culture. And I'm speaking about this because I don't know if y'all know or not, but I'm black. So the problem with black culture is when niggas make money, when niggas make money, they have to flaunt their money. They don't silently stack their money. They don't silently 
save their money. Uh, what they do instead is they showcase their money. They go on IG. Yeah, I got all these stacks. I got all this money. Niggas I knew and grew up with were the same way. But the one thing that all these niggas got in common that do all that shit is they all been in one way or another institutionalized. And that's a fact. When a nigga got to showcase what they got, it reminds me of. Y'all get a chance to look at these niggas online. Pause. Go ahead. These niggas in prison, they got cell phones. These niggas got cell phones and, and, and fucking PlayStations and shit inside the cell, my nigga. Underneath their bunk, they got they got boxes full of snacks, honey buns, boxes full of paws. That sounds wild. Honey buns. Paws. 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 Boxes of treats and shit, paws. Underneath the bed, in the closet, nothing but soups, nothing but meats, nothing but cheeses, nothing but uh, uh, like you know, tuna, tuna packs, beef packs, paws. They got the beef packs, paws, and they use that and shit to make their little gel burritos. They're flexing in prison. I lie to you not; these niggas live live better than low class citizens. Outside of the wall, my nigga. Outside of no pussy being available. And in dry areas like where I'm at, there's no difference between here and penitentiary, if you ask me. Nothing but niggas are walking around, pants sagging and shit. <laughs> niggas is going to be braiding hair soon. They finna braid hair soon. But um, it's the hypocrisy, right? Let's go back to what I'm saying. It's the hypocrisy, right? Like, it's... You're making money legally. Charleston White's making money legally. To flex legal money does make a statement. It's not that I'm for it or against it, but it makes a statement. And the saying, like, I've seen videos where this guy, he was a, he was a like a regular nine to five guy, but he saved all of his ones and fives. He would only keep tens, twenties, and fifties, and hundreds with him. All of his ones and fives he saved. All right. So he's showing off a shoebox, a couple of shoeboxes. You know the big ass Timberland shoeboxes, like one of them boxes. Real niggas know, right? Big ass Timberland shoebox of just fives. And then all together, I think it was like eight thousand dollars he had in that shoebox. And he was still every now and then where, like, if he had, I think he has like two kids. Like if the kid's birthday comes up, he uses that money for the kids. If there's things, if he's running low with grocery money, he goes into his box of ones in which in his ones, he has like close to $5,000. To me, that's not really flexing in a sense of, oh, I got all this from the streets. No, I saved my money. To me, saving money is a flex rather than spending money. But then again, what do I know? Right. I'm just a typical Negro. Right. Like with some fucking common sense. These niggas carry watts of cash. Have you ever seen Sexy Red? Every time she takes a picture, she has a watt of cash. Right? For whatever reason, that's supposed to be cool. For me, that's some clown shit. And you a crash test dummy. And it's only going to take 
one or two hungry niggas to see that to where they gonna want a meal. Pull out some money. Pull out some money. I ain't showing no goddamn head, man. Pull out some money, man. I, I ain't showing no goddamn head. Pussy ass, man. You show no goddamn head. So he had picked up a plant. I advise y'all to look at the clip because, you know, I'm not going to really run through this. I saw the clip briefly. I have the audio. So y'all hearing what I'm hearing. Y'all seeing what I'm seeing, which is currently nothing. Um, He picks up a plant, tells a guy because the dude, he points out the guy, calls him out like, yo, the nigga in the Lakers jersey. So, of course, he stands up. They in Texas. They're shooters in Texas, by the way. You know. When I think of the Wild West, I think of Texas, right? You know, um, a whole bunch of a whole bunch of white men who grew up watching Clint Eastwood movies, and they're not taking losses, nigga. They're not taking the L, nigga. They got a 357 ready to pull it. That's what I think about in Texas. Those are whites. Those are white people in Texas that are like that. All right. The black people are like bandits. So you got like Lone Star Rangers. You got white boys with guns and shit. Like, yo, I wish a nigga would. I'll blow that nigga's life. That's that's how they talk out there. They don't give a fuck. That's why I fuck with Texas. You're some of the realest niggas out there in Texas. Shout out to Scarface. Salute to Scarface. Salute to Bum B. R.I.P. Pimp C. U.G.K. Come on, man. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. So you yelling at a Texas nigga. He's from Texas. Charleston White is from Texas. Let's just say that. He's from Texas himself. So for a nigga that's outside of Texas, they don't know about Texas. Texas does get busy. In the West Coast, right? In the West Coast, in Los Angeles, California, where the gangs of the United States, 75% of the gangs in the United States, minus the GDs and minus Chicago-oriented gangs, <clears throat> had an effect and where California became Texas in terms of gang activity. A lot of the Hoovers is out there. A lot of other niggas that came out of Los Angeles, moved out to Texas, brought that shit, brought the information, brought the knowledge and created their shit down there. I think Texas, outside of Los Angeles, and maybe now nah, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Texas is probably one of the the second major gang hubs outside of Los Angeles, where you know the origins, and not just the history of the gangs, but the history of the organizations, the Panther Party in Oakland, and the Panther Party in general. And creating these these young boys growing up watching these Panthers march the streets and have authority and have power and to see them, you know, dressed in all black. That's why in gang history, a lot of niggas in L.A. was getting shot over the bomber jackets that emulated a lot of the shit that the Panther Party wear. Don't ask me how I know this, but I know this. So a lot of the ori a lot of the origins of some of these street gangs in Los Angeles were based on um, a lot of the Panther Party's ideas of protecting their community. 
So the crime, the crime and all that shit didn't really come. Like niggas was fighting like other other groups, other organiz or other. I wouldn't even say organizations because it wasn't even like that yet. Other street groups represented a community, represented a block, represented a project building, represented a particular area of the neighborhood. Right. All right. Another group down the street can be doing the same thing that that group is doing, but they're doing their shit over there and they better not see none of those niggas in their turf. That's how that shit started. You see what I mean? Now, Texas, when shit really hit the fan in Cali, like in, in like the mid eighties, when niggas was really getting smoked, like, yo, niggas was getting smoked out there. You know what I mean? Niggas had, you know, semi-automatic weapons, AR-15s, AK-47s, M-16s, G-18s, automatic pistols, semi-automatic pistols, fucking long-range shit, sniper rifles, niggas had grenades, niggas had dynamite. A lot of people don't know this history. A lot of people don't know this history, but I'm just going to throw it out there. The federal government, these government agencies had groups that would work silently as undercovers to sell these gang members weapons so they can kill one another. I brought, I brought up, <clears throat> I brought up this reference before wrong side of the tracks, Grand F Auto San Andreas, that mission wrong side of the tracks. All right. There was a rumor that the feds had a secret rail station that would transport weapons to certain gangs in certain areas. All right. There was a rumor. There's only a few people that is from that era that spoke about it as close as I'm speaking about it, where somewhere along the line, these military graded weapons hit the streets. You had niggas with sniper rifles, infrared scopes, all type of call of duty, modern warfare attachments, nigga. <laughs> Ready for war. Raymond Washington, when Raymond Washington uh, got killed, this is what started the whole. Well, it didn't start the whole East Coast, West Coast shit because there was an East Side, West Side shit in every, you know, origin outside of Los. Well, every origin inside of Los Angeles, anything outside is different. But this kind of created the division, the official division with weapons. The division beforehand, it was like the gladiators, the Slauson boys, um, the businessmen. These were all like groups who grew up in certain communities within Los Angeles and protected their community the same way that the Panther Party did. It wasn't until these people collided where some in some cases they went, OK, we might as well join up. So when the gangs really started kicking and, and niggas was really like cripping and blooding and shit. The Bloods had the form because the Crips were too powerful. And as they say, niggas don't die, they multiply. So it was that way of thinking where if you go after one, you're going to have five coming after you. So niggas had to strengthen up. And in the Pyrus and, and in the Pyru boys on Pyru Street had started their shit, which, by the way, is different than Blood. Because unlike other blood areas, I mean, some blood areas do have, they are known for the street. Pyru Street is what is what the Pyru gang is from. It's right there. The origins is right there, right? 
But going into, and then you got Sauce Walker from uh, Texas. You got all these other niggas from Texas. They're all gang affiliated, and they're very closely knit to Los Angeles. I'm saying all this to say, Charleston White may not, like, he rolls with guys. You know he rolls with security. I don't care what anybody says. He rolls with security. He rolls with security, for sure. Nigga like Charleston White can't go, even in his home state, he not he not moving around by himself. Unless he got machinery on him. And if he's the one that's walking around with guns on him to prove a point at 50-something years old, nigga, you need to sit down. Here's the fighting. skip through that so yeah the fight took place from there um i didn't see the entire thing charleston white's just not in a position physically and where he is at to be fighting niggas somebody will shoot charleston white and i'm not saying this to say that i hope it happens because i don't i just find him to be very hypocritical and i think he needs to sort of like pump his brakes and realize the people he's fucking with. You know, not everybody's going to look at you and go, oh, well, this is just a character. Like, no, they're they taking what you're saying serious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're taking, they taking what, what you're saying very serious, which is why they had a serious reaction of beating you the fuck up. They put the beats on them. That's, that's, from, what, that's what, from what I heard. They put the beats on them. They have putting the mittens on Charleston White. Tango down. Wow. Following the incident, White would take to social media and responded to the attack. Had I not dropped that money, I wouldn't have hit you with that. Um, it's not stealing, it's lost and found. But boy, I did get my hands on that money and they whoop me and I knock out with the money. Ah, say y'all, Charleston White still undefeated again. The internet cannot, ah, they were trying to record and get clout. Charleston White still undefeated again. He riding home with the back end money without a mark or a blemish on it. Once again, I'm undefeated internet. Crockett, Texas. Thank y'all. The next show really gonna sell out. The bitch had nigga the next time. You all had nigga people paid all that goddamn money. I'm talking. So he's touring, which is a good thing. Shout out to Charles White. He is touring. He is getting to the moolah. Anything for the moolah. Hold up, 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 hold up. Anything for the moolah. Anything for the moolah. Anything for the moolah. You know what I'm saying? He out there getting a bag, a basky. He's getting a bag ski. All right. He's living a life. But the problem with a Charleston White is he can't live without drama. He can't make money without drama. He can't get attention without crashing out. This is the Sotomayor effect. 
this is what happens when you can do one good thing, but that one good thing ain't going to cover five of the terrible things that you have done. I'm not saying Tommy Sotomayor has done this directly, but I'm saying the Tommy Sotomayor effect is only being viewed, only going viral because of the fuckery, because of something that happens to you. Tommy Sotomayor, similar situation. He got punched. Somebody punched him in in New York. He had a nerve to go into a Sonetta, for people who know Sonetta, he had a nerve to go to a Sonetta, so-called conscious black community shit, uh, whatever they call a red, black, and green marathon that these Negroes got. I don't know about these Negroes, man. But anyway, you know, Tommy Sotomayor goes live. He's on YouTube. He walks in. He's looking around. He's like, oh, okay, this is this looks good. Now, he's doing the same thing where he's like, yeah, all the people that was talking shit, I don't see them here. I'm around smiling. This is what he's saying on a live video. Meanwhile, the niggas are in the cut like, yo, ain't that Tommy? Yeah. Snuck him. You know what I mean? Hit him. Whether it was a cheap, cheap shot or not, they still hit you. You retreat, threaten to call the police. This is this is on live video, so I'm not making none of this shit up. Tommy Sotomayor we're talking about. Threatened to call the fucking police during the event. And it ended up going, speaking briefly at the event anyway. So anybody who's not a fan of Tommy Sotomayor, they're going to get a kick out of it. For people like me who understand a lot of the shit he said, it just wasn't a good move on his part. Because you can't be on a person's side who goes to a person's event knowing that the people at the event don't like you and you're in there talking crazy shit. Also, very similar to Hassan Campbell. Going back to his projects with people that he obviously has beef with just to crash out on live. And from what he said, he wanted to get shot. So now... You put all these things together. This is why. Um, this is why. What's the nigga's name? Charleston White. He's an agent of chaos. Yeah, he's an agent of chaos. He needs the chaos to go to the next level. He needs that attention in a way that a bitch needs attention. Except the bitch is taking her clothes off. The bitch is acting snooty. And the bitch is a funky hoe. And that's how she gets her attention. Because there's a bunch of scavengers. A lot of men, like a lot of us are scavengers. We, we're really scavengers. We're really on on like some hunter shit. Like we are scavengers. We'll take the scraps for now. And we may save the scraps for later. Charleston White is a crash out. I crash out over this shit, nigga. You don't play with me like that, nigga. So as a crash out, this is a crash out agent of chaos type of guy, right? Where the violence, threatening somebody, the rape allegations or the rape jokes that he said, whatever the fuck it was, all this out of pocket shit, people still remember that. So whatever you do, you'll only be known as someone who's winning, but you're winning on some hypocritical shit. You're no different than a rapper. Matter of fact, I put rappers over Charleston White. 
Because to an extent, they're getting to the bag. They're not out there trying to start fights with niggas in public. They're not out there personally talking shit about people when they're moving around. That's not happening. Only Charleston White. The crash out agent of chaos. It was sold out crowd, y'all. And these whole ass niggas cut this money. Show. Whole ass I told you, nigga, I don't give a damn what y'all do. I done got paid already. It's called front end and back end. Now, if y'all want to disrupt the show and behave the crowd like niggas do, go right ahead. I bet I make it to the car safely because I came to get it and I'm on leave. We called it going to get it and come back with it. That's what I did, nigga. I came and got it and I'm leaving back with the goddamn money. Thank you, Crockett, Texas. Y'all go make sure Christmas is good for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to move on to the next video. He's showcasing his money. He is cooning. Let's just bring that out. He is indeed cooning, but we're not going to judge him for that. We're going to go through this other Charleston White video about him talking about Diddy. Then we're going to go over uh, another variation of what happened from somebody else. I forgot who it is. Matter of fact, let me look this up briefly. Um, HB Films. Shout out to HB Films. Shout out to Comedy Hype. All right, let's move on. Oh, but when you get that kind of money, you go be sick. Keep in mind, this is the same Charleston White. If y'all been listening to the Agent of Chaos episode, he was the same one that outwardly said he would sell his soul for fame. He outwardly said this. Keep that in mind. You ain't got no choice but to be. You got too much money. <clears throat> yo, yo, yo. Your fantasies and your imagination, I hope it'll make you sick with that kind of money. Real life. Real life productions. Real life. Which, by the way, the only reason, and I and I have to admit this, the only reason why a lot of people fuck with Charleston White on the production side, on the podcast side, is because he's a human viral machine, and for the moment, he is going viral. Every chance he gets, I'm gonna say it like whack. He he's going viral. This nigga finna go viral, right? On Paru. Let me stop joking. Um, but that ass, this this nigga is a viral machine. So say cheese TV, shout out to Say Cheese, real life productions. Matter of fact, uh, let me save that real quick so I can have that real life. Yeah, let me make sure everything is saved so when I have to upload this, I have all the content creators memorized. So, all these platforms that he's going on, very similar to, um, what's the brother's name? OG Percy, which I got to play. I got to do an OG. I'm going to do that tonight. We'll do that tonight. We'll do that tonight. We'll do an OG Percy's uh, Crash Out Coliseum. OG Percy, Show No Mercy. A gangbanger from Texas, another nigga from Texas, swanging and banging. Pause. That sounds wild. Pause. Salute to Texas. Pause. Um. Yeah, he out there in Texas. 
I'm assuming he's an OJ because it's, it's in his name, OJ. You know, you can't just no civilian like no. Let me just give you all a lesson just so y'all can know. I remember growing up. And um, I was really making beats growing up when I was in high school. And so I would I would meet people while because I went to a vocational high school, so I didn't go to high school locally. So I would meet people from different areas. Some people rap, some people made beats. The people that made beats, we kind of like, um, you know, passed around beats. You know, we, we, we would make beat tapes or beat CDs. And we would just create copies of them and then pass them around to other people. And in, in some cases, a couple people that rap, they'd be like, yo, who made this beat? And then I'd be like, oh, that's me. Oh, bro, let me da, 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 da. And that's how I started getting a little hustle was by selling music. All right. So I'm in high school, um, 10th grade, 11th grade. I stopped making beats around 12th grade. Um, but, well, I stopped making beats temporarily, obviously. The music you're hearing in the beginning is all me. But I remember... There was this one beat that I made. I forgot what I called it, but it was one of those, I don't know, sort of like electronic, uh, hard-hitting hip-hop type of shit, right? And one dude was like, yo, let me grab that. Dude gave me, I lie to you not, this is in 11th grade, I think. Well, no, 10th grade. Because he was graduating. He was in 12th grade. He's like, yo, how much you want for the beat? So me, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to name a price because I'm not the one selling it. This is logic, right? If a person is investing in you, don't make a price. They're the ones coming to you. So they're the ones that have to come with, with the bargain. They're, they're the ones that have to come with, uh, you know, the barter, I should say. And I was able to get this beat that I swear it took me like 12 minutes to make. I woke up. I used to wake up and just make beats. So it was one of those cases. I woke up 15 minutes. I wanted to make a beat before I smoked a cigarette. I made a beat. Thought nothing of it. Saved it. Shared it. Whatever. And now this nigga gave me about I want to say he gave me about $100, $110. I was able to sell a beat for $110. I was in, and you got to think, I was in the 11th grade, so this is 2005, right? SoundCloud was up, I think. I think SoundCloud was up then, or maybe may a little bit later. Reverb Nation was definitely a thing then. So Reverb Nation was pretty much where is where SoundCloud is at today. So everybody had a Reverb Nation. But during that time, you know, there was a there was a lot of like retarded shit going on. There's this one guy who I sold a beat to. He had made some anthem out of it. And every now and then, it's not I don't really care either way. If a person buys a beat from me. I kind of am curious to hear what they what they do with it, like music wise. I, I'm curious to know. 
So I heard the shit. And I'm thinking nothing of it. I'm like, yo, this shit slap. Like, yo. One of the guys, because this dude was related or he was uh, affiliated with some street organization, right? And in the song, listening back, I heard a lot of, like, references. So now my ears just perking up and shit. Like, I'm like, oh, okay. Now I know why niggas is uptight. So from that point, I stopped dealing with niggas when it came to music. I'll deal with producers... But even those people that I used to deal with, I don't, I lost touch with them. So when I started making music again, I kind of just did it because I wanted to do it. You know, I don't want to sell my shit. I don't want to do any of that because then you, you got to deal with certain people that, you know, they'll be flaky. You know, they're on point one minute and then they'll flake off the next. It's like, yeah, motherfuckers don't got time for that whatsoever. But the last one was Hurt to Help Black People. I was going to ask you, uh, Puff Daddy, did he in his whole, in the music career? He's been career. fucking black people ever since he got into this motherfucker. Oh, shit. Literally. Oh, shit. Literally. Literally. Oh, shit. Literally. So, all this is shock value shit. And the reason why I'm saying this is, even though Charleston White is worth $2 million, he's not in the circle where Diddy's at. He's not even dealing with the associates of Diddy with only $2 million on you. You got to at least be 50, 100 mil to be in that circle, to go to the party parties, to go to the fiesta, fiesta, fiesta. Yo, isn't fiesta, yo, isn't fiesta party? Fiesta, fiesta is party party. Yo, look that song up. No, 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 no. I got to look that shit up. I got to look it up. Fiesta, fiesta. Y'all know that song, right? That's the R. Kelly and um, Jay-Z song. Now, people don't want to talk about that song anymore for some reason, probably because one of the people were known for pissing in teens' faces um, and wore masks and looked like a fucking creep. Yo, did anybody see the warning signs of this brother, um, R. Kelly, Robert Kelly? Like, this this nigga was wearing masks and videos. Like, the hotel party? What's that shit with, uh, with, uh, with Cassidy? Yo, sick, bro. Shit is crazy. Yo, Fiesta? Fiesta? That's translated to party, party. We just cracked the case, people. We just cracked the case. We unlocked the forbidden cheat code. Fiesta Fiesta is party party. All right. R. Kelly is in the song. What's R. Kelly known for doing? I'm not, I don't know nothing about Jay Z. And I respect Jay Z's older music too much to throw too much dirt on Jay Z. Now, people say Jay Z's with the Illuminati. All right. We'll set it. We'll, we'll leave it there. But R. Kelly? Fiesta Fiesta? He was chilling with R. Kelly. Now he was R. Kelly was chilling. Robert Kelly was chilling with Sean John Combs at the party party. Confirmed. Confirmed. <laughs> There's a woman that said, man, she walked in and that nigga said, man, what well, yeah, yeah, he's a sick motherfucker. Let me just say that. He's a sick motherfucker. Let me just say that. I mean, kids look up to him, man. I mean, you know. I don't know no kids look up to him. <laughs> I don't True. Know, I know grown people who look up to him. Facts. I'm about to say, no kids look up to Diddy. In fact, 
to make it even deeper, Diddy's kids have a following to where the kids will look up to Diddy's kids. That's a possibility, but not a lot of children are looking up to Diddy. That's like saying children today look up to Africa Bambata. Like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Like, yeah, in the 80s, kids looked up to Africa Bambata. In the 90s, kids probably looked up to Diddy. I'm not going to lie. In the 90s, sure. This nigga was dancing around. I ain't going to lie, bro. Like, he's a zesty character, my nigga. He's a very zesty character. I'm not saying that's him, but his character on, on camera, very zesty, very suspect. Let's keep it a beat. My kids wasn't born to look up to him. When they look at, uh, you know, he, he just had a, you know, congratulations to his new child, and they look at Carisha, they love City Girls, but they look at what he has, and like, like you said, I see him. Grown folks do. Okay, okay, we'll now, take that. Now, kids look up to NBA young boy in dirt. Oh, yeah. They're not looking at Diddy. True. Oh. He's right. Diddy, it, to an extent, is out of that realm of what's actually going on today musically. He's the guy that people look at behind the scenes. Like, yeah, he's the guy that might be pulling strings behind the scenes, but he's not really out there directly with all of the new artists and to be even in that position to where they look like kids look at him and say, I want to be like Diddy. Like, no, they want to be like NBA Youngboy. Some of these kids want to be like King Vaughn. It is what it is. I got to look up this song, so I got to look up this song since I brought it up. This could have, this could in fact been the Party Party Anthem. I'm not going to hold y'all. Pause. This could have been the Party Party Anthem. Fiesta, Fiesta. All right? So remember that. Fiesta, Fiesta. It's only called Fiesta once for some reason, but the, the hook is very catchy. The beat slaps. I'm not going to lie. Fiesta, Fiesta is party, party. Let's keep it real. All right, now hold on. Now hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. We're really about to play this too. I'm going to play like 10 seconds of it just so y'all know what I'm talking about. Fiesta, Fiesta. Of course, we got an advertisement. It's all good. I have to set this phone up. Properly. Oh, I, I know how to do this. Bet I know how to do this. I could just set it here for now. On. I never thought about that. All right, hold on, hold on. After the party, it's the hotel lobby. All right, all right, all right. All right listen to the lyrics. Think about Diddy. Think about the party, party. Think about R. Kelly's song. This is R. Kelly's song, featuring Jay Z. This is this could have been the freak off anthem. I'm not gonna lie. Hold up. Hold up. This shit is crazy. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. After the show, it's the after party then. After hey. the party, it's the hotel lobby. Yeah? After the Belby, then it's probably Chris. And after the original, it's probably this. Yes, hey. my Fiesta. Hey. Remix with the homie from hey. the Midwest side. Hey. 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 Hey.
Yo, I'm sorry. Yo, this shit knocked. I'm sorry. Hold up. 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 Yo, this shit knocked. Damn. Yo. Oh my god. My 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 my. I got. I gotta play it. I'm gonna play it slow though, so they don't get me. So they don't get me. Hold up. Chopped up. Chopped and screwed. But don't approach us all. Bullets that chase you like Moe and Momosa. Got Dave Dash in there. Racing twin coaches. Boxes with clocks to the pop. You're the making closer. Whoever come closest, you've been warned. But niggas don't get the picture till the weapons is drawn. Backstage, baby girl is on. And we'll be drinking till six in the morning. Hold up. I gotta make this normal. Hold up, 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 hold Yo, I'm sorry. Yo, that shit, I'm sorry. That's an anthem. Yo, that's a party party anthem. Fiesta Fiesta is party party. Party party is freak off. Nigga, we cracked the code. We cracked the code. Holy shit, we cracked the code. Wow. 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 All right, this is the end of part one. Part two coming up. Stay tuned. All right. All right, part two. We went through part one. The fuckery. Yo. Fiesta, fiesta. Low key slaps. I ain't gonna lie. The vibe is gone in hip hop. That's a That was a party anthem. That was a party, party anthem. Wink, wink. Fiesta, fiesta. Party, party. But damn, that's cold. That's cold. Do y'all still want to? All right, let's 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 continue to hear what uh, Charleston White has to say. We're not gonna go through the other Charleston White video because I just don't care to hear about the situation again. Um, just know he got beat up. Um, he appeared not to be scarred after, but the footage is out there. He got he he, he kind of got you know manhandled a bit. Um, I think he has security with him or whatever coon shit happened, but it is what it is. Uh, let's let's hear what Charleston White has to say about Diddy. All right. Me and Diddy fucking his son's girlfriend. Whoa. True. That Come is on, true. Homie. That is true. That I is fucking his son. That is confirmed, people. We want you to understand that that information has been confirmed. His girlfriend. Oh, he a sick motherfucker, homie. Yikes! Allegedly. Oh, allegedly. But allegedly, when you get that kind of money, you go be sick. You ain't got no choice but to be. You got too much money. <clears throat> yo, yo, yo. See. There is such thing as the Robin Hood effect. And what the Robin Hood effect is, it's what Nipsey Hussle was attempting to do. It's what gangster rap was essentially in the beginning, right? It's 
the artistry of your your environment being illustrated by your words, right? Um, it's been known that many of the people who rapped about these things were involved in it, but the people in the streets resonated with it. So they protect. So the hood niggas and the street niggas from their area would crash out over that artist because that artist represents them and represents their area. I think today, everything sort of ass backwards to where if you just fit if you fit a protocol for these people, they're going to scout you out. You know what I mean? They're going to scout you out. Where's where's homeboy at? They're going to scout you out. And when it's Diddy, you already know what's going on, man. Giant freak-offs. Giant freak-offs. Giant freak-offs. Giant freak-offs. You dig? Hold up. And, and, and these niggas that starving for a deal, you know, they tired of getting their shit played on, on fucking SoundCloud. They want to hit a new level. Anything for the moolah. Hold up. Giant freak offs, giant freak offs, giant freak offs, giant freak offs. Anything for the moolah. Anything for the moolah. <laughs> That's a nigga. That's a nigga. <laughs> That's a nigga. Your fantasies and your imagination, homie, will make That's you a nigga. that kind of money. You work for Zaddy, you right? You ain't a. You ain't a Zaddy. You don't. You're not a godsend, more compass kind of guy. You fuck your friend, your your son's girlfriend. You fuck. Interesting because if you look at this in a different perspective, you can say the same thing about uh, what's that woman's name? Oh man, I'm forgetting. Um, Jada Pickett. Right? Did she not fuck uh her son's friend? The same girls that your son huh. done fucked. Huh. Homie, that's a sick. You sick, nigga. Emotional damage. Me and you couldn't get away with that. Me and you couldn't. That's why the Bible describes evil people being. All right, so I'm moving on from this because now he's going to refer to the Bible, but in other in, in other interviews that he has, he said that the Bible ain't shit to him. Bible was man-made, so the Bible don't mean nothing. But then you refer to the Bible. Hypocrisies. Blatant hypocrisies. There's no other way to put it. There's no other way you could describe it. There's no other way you can make it acceptable when it's blatant hypocrisy left, right, and center. And then Charleston White will say, yeah, I said this to get these niggas attention. And I said this to get that attention. And I'm going viral and I'm making money. And that's all that matters. OK. People going to wake up. All that money. I hope you're saving it. Everybody's willing to crash out for 15 minutes of fame. Man. Right. It's that 15 minutes of fame. Motherfuckers crash out. And then at the 10 minutes. They try to change their route. They try to change how they're saying things because they're getting the effect. They're getting what they're putting out. You putting out fuckery, you gonna get fuckery from the people, man. As you can hear, probably right now, it's raining. It's coming down. We still got an episode to do. I don't give a fuck. So it is what it is. It is, it is definitely raining, though. 
but it's definitely 60 degrees at the same time. Anyway, let's get into the crash out, the real crash out, the main event. This is a classic bout. I mean, this happened recently. I would hope that both parties kind of settled their differences, and that being Hassan Campbell and Doggy Diamonds. For those that know the history of Hassan Campbell, you may have heard a few times of me speaking on Hassan Campbell. For the most part, I'm fairly neutral. When he's hypocritical, I point out his his hypocrisies. But in terms of being good or bad, I think he's more good for people. But I think in sometimes, in some cases, he's more bad for himself. So he, he kind of like is the sacrificial lamb of crashing out. Um, one of his major interviews, one of the people that reached out to him and say, Hey, we want to interview what we want to interview you about your situation was doggy diamonds and Queens flip salute to both Queens flip. Of course, dealing with the Joe button, uh, podcast, even though Queens flip got roasted by Cameron salute to Cameron, you know what I mean? Harlem legend, you know what I'm saying? Along with murder mace. Harlem legends, all right? Um, them niggas. And um, from that point, Hassan Campbell really went to those both, both of those platforms, had a message, gained a following pretty much overnight because of those appearances. But sometimes people forget. In this case, a lot of people will say that, hey, Hassan Campbell forgot that if it wasn't for a doggy diamonds or if it wasn't for a queen's flip, there wouldn't be much of a following. But when you think about it, I believe Hassan Campbell uh, has a bigger following than queen's flip and has a bigger following than doggy diamonds now. So that's something to be mentioned. But there's a lot of back and forth going on. What better person? to commentate this besides myself DJ Academics aka King Academics on YouTube aka The Academy on YouTube so without further ado let's continue the fuckery some of the videos oh chat. you know I couldn't wait to get on here I mean I had to take some notes for that bro. brother um, we're actually piggybacking off. You remember I, I played Hassan Campbell beef with some nigga? Dog, y'all gotta watch this. Hassan Campbell. And by the way, I got no beef with Hassan. I like Hassan. Um, some of the things that he cares about and he's beefing people with, I don't clown him about. I don't, like, that's not my thing, brother. Okay? Yo, he dropped a video called Hassan versus everyone. I got two clips to play. <laughs> Yo, here we go, man. This is, yo. Here we go. I crash out over this shit, nigga. This is what we're here for. Nigga, crash out. Hold on. Number one, if you can watch this whole thing, please do. But let me get to the relevant. Interesting thing about this clip is... (coughs) I've already listened to... Hassan versus everyone. I've already listened to that clip. There's also compilation clips that I've already listened to. Now, I'm not a Hassan hater, but I'm not a super fanboy either. So, 
for me, I'll watch an entire live of this nigga because sometimes he'll be talking about some off the hook shit. <clears throat> but it is interesting to see the detractors and what they say. Like, yo, Sonetta made a video about this nigga that is fucking legendary. I hate to say it, and I'm not a fan of, of Sonetta or none of that conscious shit. I'm not with that. I believe in the state of consciousness. I believe that the pineal gland has a lot to do with it, and one's third eye must be open spiritually, mentally, and to be aligned on a physical level. I believe that. What I don't believe, but but but, but the one thing I, I don't believe is the whole red, black, and green shit. But Sonetta roasted Hassan Campbell. I have to be honest, man. We're going to have to play that very soon. This is fucking... I ain't going to lie to you. I was about to hear Hassan and say, Hassan, <coughs> bro, you, you got to get... <coughs> fuck ad revenue, nigga. Nigga should be paying a subscription fee to hear all this shit. Chat, this is my man Hassan Campbell. I, I just had him on off the record like two weeks ago. Okay, Listen. so this is so this is definitely a older clip, guys. Not super old, but old enough. So remember, I brought it up when Hassan Campbell did the interview. Did he do two? I think he did two interviews, though. He did one interview by himself with um, academics. Then he did another interview with WAC 1069, if I'm not mistaken. So I don't know which interview this is from. No. I was a little scared boy with a mother that got raped, with a mother Whoa. that was a runaway, Whoa. with a mother that lived fucked up. And my family don't like when I say this because my grandmother was a beautiful woman, but she had a lot of skeletons. She Whoa. let a lot of shit happen from fucking with a, a fucking rapist. My grandmother was married to a rapist. So my mother had to escape a rapist. Damn. Then my mother's kid. By the way, on the low, because I, I'm, listen, I might be lit, but I don't take shit as jokes. Um, I know, so, yo, I seen people comment on some shit, though, like, yo, act, how are you not laughing? I don't think Hassan Campbell's pain is jokes. I think his mannerisms is jokes. But his pain, like the things he's been through, molestation, I don't think that's jokes, okay? Kids had to escape rapists. See how the shit was passed down? And we still got 6,700 people in the building. And the sad part. So on average, <clears throat> and let me break this down. 6,700 people in a live video of any kind is a pretty big fucking deal. I mean, there's a lot of people who celebrate getting 10,000 on stream. There's people who actually do news and then go live that may get like 3,500 maximum. This nigga got close to 7,000 people listening to him right now. So all of the animosity and all of the hate from the street niggas and the niggas that's, that's gotten their YouTube channel and pretty much build their shit off the backbone of... Hassan Campbell in a lot of cases. It's, it it kind of goes to show you that he's the one who could be winning if he chose to. Meaning, if Hassan Campbell wasn't involved in the bullshit, the street shit, and just focused on YouTube, focused on making videos about things going on around him, the revenue for him will be coming easily. 
he's already in that position. He just did an interview with Vlad. And I think Vlad had, um, I think him and Vlad had a lot of conversation to a point where Vlad told him, probably, probably schooled him a bit on the little rules of the game to get to where he's at. Because I don't think a lot of people, like academics, a couple other people that talk to Vlad, they, they actually conversate with Vlad. They don't see him as a fed. They don't see him as a, the police. They see him as a well-informed, um, a well-informed interviewer, a well-informed DJ. And the people who say otherwise are, you know, those who will say, oh, he's a culture vulture. Well, how? He's a white man in the hip hop media. Okay. Eminem's a white man in the hip hop media. And you know what I'm saying? Like, it's an easy, it's very easy for people to get caught up in that bullshit. <clears throat> Where if a person's talented, if a person's talented at making songs, freestyling, rapping like Eminem, he's going to be the best He's going to be one of the best, regardless of what his race is. Some cases, the thing that would hold him back would be the fact that he's white. If Eminem was black, people would praise Eminem. Everybody would praise Eminem, black people especially. But because he's white, it's kind of like people don't want to say it, but it's like, yeah, Eminem, he's really a problem when it comes to the music, when it comes to, to the bars, right? Um, It's the same effect with, with somebody like Vlad, right? Going back to what I believe... There was a back and forth. I think I think Hassan left with a better understanding on who Vlad was. So therefore, if you have like it's always a situation where you see somebody, you've been seeing people for most of your life, and you have a different perspective of who they really are until one day you're at a bar, that person's there, and for whatever reason y'all conversate, and then you realize, oh, this nigga ain't the person that I thought he was. And it doesn't have to be positive to negative or negative to positive. It's just the way that people look and how people interpret others. Like a person who goes, if you're black, you go to like a white community, a community that's mostly white. And you're wondering why everybody's looking at you. And you're looking out and you're seeing nobody that looked like you. The reason is probably right in front of you. You know what I mean? But some people don't want to interpret that. Or some people will say, well, that's racist. It's like, no, it ain't. That's prejudice. If if I'm in an all-black community, if I'm in a thriving all-black community, and we saw a white person driving down the street, we're not going to say nothing. But if we see like three or four white people driving, we're going, what the fuck's going on here? Is this a Klan rally? What's going on? You know what I mean? Um, that's, pre- that, that's prejudging. That's not being racist. Um, to prejudge is, is something that most human beings do. And it doesn't have to be specific when it comes to race. It can be sexuality, uh, which is where homophobic and all that bullshit comes in. Uh, it, it can be racial in which that ties into racism. Uh, because a person's white, you expect them to be a certain way. Or a lot of black people will say, well, white people are racist because they expect black people to be uneducated X, Y, and Z. It, it depends. Depends. Everybody, everybody said they said move on. Nobody even want to hear this. But I, like I said, 
You, you now you talking about me being fucked in the ass? Like nigga, I will knock you out and fuck you in your butt. Whoa! Come on, man. Yo. Yo. When I see you, I'm gonna be gay. I'm gonna knock you out and fuck you in your butt. Wait, wait, hold on. I was watching this whole thing. I was like, go on, son. Nigga, I'm, I fuck with Hassan. So I'm like, go on, son. Go on, son. <laughs> all of a sudden, I'm watching it, and then this come across the screen. When I say this, because my grandmother was a beautiful grandmother. woman, but she had a lot of skeletons. She let a lot of shit happen. Go ahead, bro. A, a fucking rapist. My grandmother was married to a rapist. So my mother had to escape a rapist. Yeah. Yeah. Then my yeah. mother's kids had to escape rapists. Yeah. See how the shit was passed down? Go ahead. And we still got 6,700 people in the building. Yeah. Go ahead. And the sad part about it is everybody said they said move on. Nobody even want to hear this. But I, like I said, you, now you're talking about me being fucked in the ass. Like, nigga, I'll knock you out and fuck you in your butt. Whoa. When I see you, I'm going to be gay. I'm going to knock you out and fuck you in your butt, dog. How soon you get into that? Wait, what the fuck? You got fucked it. No, every time I'm about to play that part, it is click off. When I say this, because my grandmother was a beautiful woman, but she had a lot of skeletons. She let a lot of <laughs> shit happen from fucking with a, a fucking rapist. My grandmother was married to a rapist. Damn. So my mother had to escape a rapist. Damn. Go ahead. Then Go ahead, my mother's kids up. had to escape rapists. Cook up. See how the shit was passed down? Cook up. <laughs> The and the sad part about it is everybody said they said move on. Nobody even want to hear this. But I, like I said, you, you now you're talking about me being fucked in the ass. Like, nigga, I will knock you out and fuck you in your butt. Whoa. Bruh. Bruh. When I see you, I'm... Sick, bro. Yeah, I'm going to knock you out and fuck you in your butt, dog. I don't even got no horse in the race. I'm just trying to encourage these young men to, to understand the fact that they're entertaining. I don't want them to fight, but they're entertaining. Yo, imagine a nigga named Doggy. <laughs> so this is like Doggy Diamonds. Yo, cut it out. Yo, stop disrespecting Doggy Diamonds, yo. Yo, cut it out. Yo, this nigga's sick. Yo, shout out to Doggy Diamonds. Yo, this nigga act is sick. This nigga is sick, bro. Hassan is beefing with him. <laughs> Hassan tells the guy, yo, doggy, I'm going to fuck you in the ass. Wild. Yo, if you're... Wild. Yo, just think about the irony. Wild. Your name is Doggy. Like Doggy style. <laughs> then somebody tells you... Yeah, yeah, no, Anyway. It's okay. You got fucked in. You got fucked into Zulu Nation. Niggas. I'm gonna fuck you into YouTube. When I catch you, doggy, I'm gonna fuck you into YouTube. I'm gonna knock you out. Just because you said that, I'm gonna knock. Because I never listen to this whole shit. Wait, this is weird. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. I'm just putting two and two together. You know what's crazy and what's bizarre about this situation? The same thing that. 
Ack is kind of like, he's not laughing at, but he's kind of like took it back. Like, he's like, whoa. Like, niggas just shot out. Like, Saucy Santana had told academics the same thing previously. Or actually, false. 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 This was months after. Later on. Yo, this this probably was a year after, now that I think about it. Damn. To knock you out and then fuck you in your butt. Come what? on. Come on, bro. You ain't your job then. You got fucked in. And you still was protecting the nigga who fucked you. Yeah, I was protecting the nigga who raped me. Whoa. I was protecting that nigga because he was helping me to take care of my mother's children. But my mother didn't want to be a mother. And I had... Figure out as a child, because my stepfather was a shit, and my Damn. mother and sometimes was a shit. I had Damn. to figure out how to take care of my brothers and sisters. Damn. Right. Let me go. Let me take it back again, so y'all can understand. When I had to take care of my brothers and sisters, but I'm done this talk. Check. I wish this was the end of it. No. Failure. And now I gotta survive the internet that think this shit is So now we got six Y'all niggas wouldn't have killed them niggas. Them niggas was worse than beasts of a nation. They was an army of niggas that was murdering. A bunch of fucking homo thugs. Whoa! 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 Whoa. 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 Let's relax, brother. Whoa. Hold up. We got to bring that back. This thing is burnt. Yo, chill. Yo, <laughs> Yo, chill. This thing is tweaking. Hold up. Now I gotta survive the internet that think this shit is hacking. They can't hide the numbers because it, it resets the shit. Mm -hmm. So now we got six shit was. Y'all niggas wouldn't have killed them niggas. Them niggas was worse than beasts of a nation. They was an army of niggas that was murdering a bunch of fucking homo thugs <laughs> that was raped by the big homie. A bunch of homo thugs that was raped by the big homie. I swear to God, I set the stage on fire. I might be drunk. I might be sober. I just pray to Allah, he forgive me. I'ma set this bitch on fire. I got raped by a fucking pedophile. Oh, hell no. I had to survive that nigga. Now I'm not to survive the internet. Shall we begin? Let's get it. And if my children is watching this shit, daddy good. Take your ass to sleep because I know y'all ain't supposed to be watching me. Yeah, my kids gotta watch this doggy. They watch you call them retarded doggy. Oh shit! Oh, oh. yo, chill, yo, stop, yo, chill, out, yo, yo, chill. I crash out over this shit, nigga. You don't yeah. play with me like that, nigga. God damn. I ain't gonna lie. Yo, beef with a nigga that I gotta call doggy. That's crazy, doggy. Yo, stop, bro. Just cut it out, bro. Stop. By the way, doggy numbers. I don't know you too much. Yo, stop. Yo. <laughs>
<laughs> Yo, Axe tweaking, bro. Yo, Axe is definitely on a tweak. <laughs> this nigga is definitely on a tweak ski right now. This nigga's bugging. I want to tell you, I'm Team Hassan. Oh, shit. I, I, I don't have no problems with y'all. I'm, I'm just, I support Hassan Campbell because I think he's going through trauma that people really haven't allowed him to heal from. Yo, you. Yo. <laughs> Doggy. Fuck is we talking about? I got to survive my own people. Fuck that mean I gotta buy guns. Why you ain't trying to go press album cover? What you doing in the industry? You went there with Ben? Ain't they Zulu Nation too? Why you ain't trying to go Yeah, that's crazy. You know, did y'all know? <coughs> did y'all know? Um. <coughs> yeah, this Zai is hitting. Y'all didn't know that um, Hassan Campbell was on the album cover. I forgot which Tribe Called Quest album, but he was definitely on the album cover. His face was on there, along with other people. It was one of those weird albums that was pretty much like a collage of different faces and shit. And he was one of the faces on there, which is interesting. But I didn't realize, or should I say not realizing, you know, um, Tribe Called Quest is a affiliation with the Zulu Nation and all that shit as well. But, um, yeah, he's on that album. And, uh, very interesting. It's definitely on the album. His face is on the album. I had to park this car. I had to park this car because technically they can give your boy a ticket the next day if I don't move it. So I moved it outside of the parking lot. In a place that I know that will be good at least until Wednesday. Alright, so good. So. Let's get back into the fuckery. Why the fuck is you asking the 14 year old? Because when Tribe Called Quest came out, I was 15 year old, but that album cover was taken before then. Why are you asking a 14 year old? Why is he on the cover with a pedophile with a bunch of niggas he raped? Nigga, Bear fucked to Q-Tip too. Whoa. Bear was molested <clears throat> allegedly. Yeah, let, whoa. Damn. If y'all know me, anybody who's listening that knows me personally, you'll probably know that I'm a huge fan of Tribe Called Quest. A Tribe Called Quest. Huge, huge fan. <clears throat> I brought it up in the last episode how growing up, 
certain instrumentals like uh, Benita Benita Applebaum, uh, Benita Applebaum, um, Bug It Out, Award a World, what was it? A World Award Award Tour. I think it's a war tour. Matter of fact, hold on, hold on. Let me see something. Let me see something. Yeah, yeah. Award tour. A tribe called Quest. Like, just... Like, literally, the fucking... The beat, like, everything about it, like, it's, it's there. You know what I mean? It's like... Like, that's hip-hop. Like, when I hear this shit, I'm thinking, like, this is hip-hop. Listen. 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 We're going to slow it down so they can't fuck with us. Hey. Hey. It's a classic. It's an instant classic. Hassan Campbell was saying that the main guy in that group, Q-Tip, was allegedly touched by Bambata. Allegedly. Let's continue. Let's can... Tenure. Q-tip, <laughs> I can't prove it. Yo, Q-tip, you got died, bro? Stop. Yo, cut it out. Yo, cut it out. Yo, cut it out. Yo, cut it out. Yo, stop. Yo. Chill. He said, he said, yo, Q-Tip, you got fine? Sick. I've seen him do it. Yo, chill. Man, I found out to my knees when the law came. Chill, chill, chill. You was getting your wee wee sucked on? Why they didn't ask the bed bottom? Well, he said, I ain't saying, I'm never peeling this up. Stop. Man was playing with Ice T too. Yo, Man whoa. Was no, 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 chill, chill, pause, relax. Nah, not iced tea, brother. Not colors. Color. Colors. Colors. Not iced tea. No. Stop. No. Cut it out. Stop. 
Nah, bro, I, I refuse to believe this. If this is the case, then hip hop is definitely tainted. Definitely. You got if you got P3 those, which I gotta use code here, fuck it. If you got pedophiles, you got pedos out here doing despicable things in high places. I mean shit. Diddy ain't the only one, obviously. Allegedly, of course. So allegedly. Yeah, go ahead. Seven thousand in the building. Damn. Bam was playing with LL. Damn. Two. Ice T two. Whoa, whoa. These niggas know he's whoa, a pedophile. Whoa, 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 bro. Whoa, my bro. Come on, man. Why is still dealing with him? <clears throat> Why is LL Cool J still dealing with this? I people out the building. We already see that 7,000. Stop pulling. Anybody's interested. Stop making yourself look bad. No, let him watch. Let him watch, dude. And no, it's not about the numbers, but I just gotta understand what I point YouTube out. I gotta understand when they say numbers. Lie. I don't know why this nigga keeps like skipping through this, but he's skipping through this. Wow. Because I was never supposed to even get up to 10,000, 8,000. They gonna keep pulling it down. The fuck out here! I know the illegal in Nebraska. The fuck! <laughs> All I gotta do is into my pain. Y'all niggas live the life. Y'all scared of y'all pain. I live with my pain. I swim in my pain. It's filled with pain. That's why y'all would never beat me. That's the only nigga on this. All right, hold up. What I can cover? What I can cover? What did they get out of the house? Why 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 did they get out of the house? Oh my god. Chat. Man, I found out how my niggas when the law came. Hey! Yo! 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 I crashed out on you, nigga. You don't play with me like that, nigga. Yo, stop! Yo, I'm done. I can't. I can't. <laughs> Yo, I can't. I'm done. I'm done with this. Crash out Coliseum conclusion, man. I, I just can't handle this anymore. <laughs> Yo, that's foul as fuck. <laughs> Yo, that's foul as fuck. That is foul as fuck, guys. What more do you need? Enough shenanigans, enough foolishness. Let's go over Charleston White, just for the hell of it. Let's just see the Charleston White shit. I had to go through at least majority of that to get a better understanding. Like, that shit's wild. That whole beef between them back and forth, that sounds crazy. I ain't gonna hold y'all, man. That sounds ridiculous. Um... All right, so now we got Charleston Way probably talking more shit. Probably the same clip. I just want to see the other person's perspective. 
money. Even back with the goddamn money. Thank you, Crockett, Texas. Y'all go make sure Christmas is good for me. <laughs> and while I'm at it, my nigga didn't get something money too, Crockett. My nigga didn't get something money too. Yeah, yeah, my nigga didn't get something money too, Crockett. I didn't even count it because I trust the promoter now. 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20. Say no, 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 no. We did good. This make for good promotion. This make for good promotion. Just nigga, take them niggas just made me bigger than what I am, homie. Cause they were supposed to beat me up. They just made me bigger. If they don't know, they fucked up. They just made me bigger than what I'm already. At. So all the noise you hearing is this nigga counting money. So I want y'all to remember and see, I'm not a hater of Charleston White. Just like I'm not a hater of Hassan Campbell. I want Hassan Campbell to succeed. All right. Just like I want niggas like Whack 100 to succeed. I want to see everybody succeed because I think everybody is entertaining enough in their own way. Okay. Now, it's not that these people have to collaborate with one another, but just leave niggas the fuck alone and let niggas crash out, do stupid shit, wild out, succeed, do good things, do bad things. Just let them do that on their own time. Um, that being said, I don't see much of Charleston White within the next year. And I don't mean that in a physical sense. I mean that in a recognition sense. I think what's happening is he ended up burning the bridge with uh, Say Cheese TV. Now, Say Cheese TV was responsible for the one interview that he had that reached a million overnight. You know what I mean? So that should already tell you. Um, Charleston White doesn't have his own brand because there's not people willing to brand him. You can't have your own brand without being solidified and being verified and stamped by the people around you or people in corporate. The people around you ain't going to deal with you because you always talking about saying fuck the black community, which I agree with you on that. But I'm not I'm not hateful about it. I just don't see the black community as useful for my cause and what I currently have going on respectfully. Um, but for people that depend on that temporarily or these are the part time pimp slash pastors of the world they depend on some sort of manuscript or some bullshit cliche catchphrases to get through the day rather than just logic knowing what's right and what's wrong and you know how you can obtain things uh, uh, above water and underwater if you catch my drift so a nigga like Charleston White the hustle for him is only going to last but for so long um He's building his brand off of controversy. And I said this before. If you a young nigga, then you can do that. You can go toe-to-toe with people, go back and forth with people. And really have a lane so by the time you 30, you can kick back and relax. You already have money saved up from all the shenanigans you've done. You already have things settled behind the scenes with people. Because you can't tell me some people just don't beef for the, for the terms of views. Somebody had figured it out. If you think about it, it's the East Coast, West Coast thing, right? Somebody, like the record execs, figured it out. 
they're like, wow, you know, this beef shit back and forth is bad in the streets, but we not being affected and the record sales are going up. So they spend their time trying to emulate and, and, and do the same shit that's been getting them a buzz before. But the cost of that is street beefs, you know, the shit that goes on behind the scenes, outside of the studio, on the blocks. You know what I'm saying? The record execs, they don't give a fuck about that. They care about the record sales. So they'll go into the jungles. They'll go into the areas. They'll go into the trenches. And... They'll, they'll handpick a few people to go to that top spot. And I do believe it. it it's, it's just that simple. They handpick who's out there, who's trying to make music, or who's trying to come up, and they get their shot. It's, it's simple, but it's not easy because the people who are selected are the people who are essentially cursed. Because those niggas, they'll crash out. This, this is a Charleston White. They'll crash out and make a career out of it. Your whole career and brand is based off a of controversy. A brand that's only carried by your name, Charleston White. Your brand outside of that can't be represented properly because you're too willing to crash out over dumb shit and then pretend it in another interview that you never say the shit that you said previously which is mostly a contradiction. Uh, people with some amount of fucking intelligence are going to pick up on it. And then either you're going to try to find a hustle that doesn't work for you because everybody's used to you crashing out. <clears throat> this is where Hassan Campbell doesn't want to be in. He doesn't want to be in that position where people only see you as the designated crash test of you, where you'll come out there and go out in the public, crash out, say some dumb shit, and then something bad happens to you, and it becomes entertainment for the other people. There were people that were celebrating this nigga getting shot. And it's like, what type of enemy, what type of enemy do you truly have to where you'll celebrate your enemy, your enemy, getting shot by somebody else? Now, if a person was truly your enemy, you'd be disappointed because you wouldn't be the one to pull the trigger. That's the reality of allies and enemies. But that's a different conversation for a different, you know, subject for a different episode. But anyway, where are we at? 44 minutes, hour and two minutes. I think that's cool. Um, I have something set up for later on tonight. If it's continuing to rain, which I think it will, I will just indeed fall back until tomorrow. I'll share this episode around like four o'clock. We'll make the crash out Coliseum for Sunday that and, um, let me just preview what I may be going through either later today or tomorrow before I go to work. Most likely I can't believe it's already Sunday. Jesus, uh, we got 304 tries to burn MLK's house. That is correct. A 304 tries to burn MLK's house. And also we have homelessness is on the rise with modern women. Um, we'll definitely get into that the next episode. But as I always say, in the meantime, and in between time, and until next time, Jersey Judah with another episode, another edition of the Crimson Capsule Chapel 
in the Crash Out Coliseum exclusive. Jersey Judah signing out. Peace.